Coming up this week on episode 32 of the Hell of Years podcast, I'm going to switch gears for a minute and talk about Disneyland. No real hip hop, no real wellness, just Disneyland talk because I'm out there live right now with my family. So I wanted to give you a little insight onto why I love Disneyland so much. Give you some tips and tricks and some other goodies along the way and just share my love of Disneyland with you. Episode 32, Hell of Years podcast. Let's go. Hell of Years podcast, Wednesday night, November 2nd. Tomorrow's my birthday. And I'm actually pre-recording this. So when you're watching this, it will be November 2nd, Wednesday night. Tomorrow being November 3rd, that's my birthday. And it's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I love you. Uh, it's kind of cool being born on your mom's birthday, too. I remember being a kid and just waking up. She'd be like, happy birthday, son. I'd be like, happy birthday, mom. So I'm going to be celebrating live tomorrow in Disneyland with my wife, my son, my daughter, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and my two nephews. What? It's going to be crazy. Now, a lot of you know me, right? Maybe some of you don't, and you're getting to know me. One thing you're going to learn, or you already know, is that I'm the Disneyland guy. And, I mean, there's a lot of people out there, like, Disneyland is their thing, right? I get it. It's always been one of my things uh, since I was a little kid. In fact, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an animator for Disney. So, like, if you see behind me, uh, you see my little bookshelf. Those are all, like, old hardbound Disney books when I used to want to draw. And that was my thing growing up. And then, you know, in the mid-'90s when Pixar came out and it moved to computer animation, I was like, damn. And part of me wanted to get into that as well. But I was falling in love with hip-hop at the time. So I went the, the music route. But I've always had this love for all things Disney. And going to Disneyland. When I was a kid, every summer we would go there uh, as a family. Me, my sister, my mom, and my dad. And we kind of played family for a week. Um, you know, my mom and pops didn't get along growing up. Ultimately divorced when I was 15, I think. There was a year in like maybe third grade. Pops moved out for like a year, had an apartment. But like mom and dad were never like you know, uh, a loving couple. And uh, my mom did the best that she could. And, uh, you know, all love to um, those who stay together for the kids. But it, it's also hard, you know. So we went to Disneyland every summer. And that was like the one week of the year where it felt like we were a family. And we would meet up with lots of other families. Like we got lifelong friends um, of other families like the Smackers and the Fields and the Plunkets and the Tatros. And there was just so much love and so much joy that we experienced every summer. It became like this happy place for me, right? So I think that's probably one of the reasons why I love it so much because I have some of my fondest childhood memories um, in that place, right? They call it the happiest place on earth. And for many, they can't stand it. It's too crowded. It's too hot. I don't give a shit about these rides. Uh, the food is not that great. Everybody got reasons why it might not be their thing. But I think for me, starting back in the day when I was a kid and just knowing that was a happy place to feel like I was with my family and all my closest friends, um, it was a very special place for me growing up. On top of the fact that I wanted to be an animator for Disney. So getting to go there and then see the rides and see the characters, it all just connected for me. And you got to think when you're growing up in the 80s, you're a kid in the 80s, you didn't have the computers, you didn't have DVD players. I mean, you started to get the Disney movies on tape, 
But like you had to go to the movies. You had to get books. Um, you had to hope that some cartoons were going to come on. Y'all remember the Disney afternoon in the 90s too? Shit, man. DuckTales, maybe one of the greatest theme songs of all time. But the point is like growing up, like my entertainment and my escape was, was Disney. And there was a physical place. We grew up in the Bay Area and it totally only took like seven hours, six and a half, seven hours to get there. We go every year. So there was a actual place I got to look forward to going to. And feeling like I was part of a loving family with all these other families. So it was um, it was a beautiful place. And I think that's where it all started. So yeah, I go to Disneyland a lot. In fact, I think I average at least at least one a year. Uh, a couple times we go a couple times a year. Um, I'm going to give you a few tips on how to save some money and do all that. I got a couple ideas on like how to maximize your time. I uh, got a couple things I want to share just on some of my favorite shit and things I think you may want to experience. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun little episode. So we'll do a little bit of Disney stuff right here. Disneyland. Hip hop and wellness right here. It's the hell of years podcast. All right, let's start right here. Okay. Let's start right here. It's fucking expensive now. I right? used to be way cheaper when I was a kid, but Every year, it's like prices go up and up. In fact, prices just went up for tickets like last week. And it's crazy how much it costs. So for me, my wife, my son, and my daughter to go for four days, and then we add on the Genie Plus um, and the Park Hopper feature, $2,000 fucking dollars for four days for four of us. That's kind of crazy if you think about it. That's a lot of money. And it's unfortunate because... A lot of people are getting priced out of getting to go enjoy Disneyland. Or even if you can pull together the funds to get in, it doesn't just stop there. It's not like it's an all-inclusive resort because then every souvenir, every meal, every soda pop, every treat, man, they just start stacking up. So it is not an inexpensive place to visit. And I know that can be discouraging for many people because in their mind, it's like it's just going to be really crowded. I'm going to have to wait in the heat just to ride a couple of rides. It's not worth it. And I understand what you're saying. People say, why you go so much? Don't you've been on all the rides. You're right. And we'll ride some rides when we're there. And it's a good time. Uh, but I don't necessarily have to ride the rides. I just like being there. I like the sound of, of the music everywhere you go. I like the smell when you're walking down Main Street. I like people watching and just seeing other people experience it for the first time. In fact, that's one of the reasons we're so excited about this trip right now, because my nephews have never been. All right. Shout out to my nephew, Ben. Shout out to my nephew, Will. Right. 15 and 10 years old. Never been to Disneyland. So we get to be a part of that. And I'm excited to get to share that with them. Right. So, yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's hot because you're in Southern California. Even in November, sometimes that should have been in the 90s. You'll be like, damn, when does it ever get cool here? expensive, hot. Yep. It's crowded. It actually seems like it's more crowded now than ever before, which is crazy because it's so damn expensive. You would think the crowds would come down, but they haven't. But I think a reason for that is because Disneyland was shut down for over a year when COVID first hit and everybody has just been longing to get back out and get to this place. And whereas like some people who go to Disney world, um, People from all around the world travel to there. In fact, it's like the number one tourist destination theme park location in the world. 
But Disneyland is like a locals park, like hell of people from L.A. Like that's where they hang out. And again, it's not necessarily just about riding rides and doing as much as you can in the day. It's a place to hang out. It's a place to meet up with friends. It's a place to kick back and enjoy some good food or some drinks over in California Adventure or a little shopping in downtown Disney. Or, you know, maybe you go ride Pirates of the Caribbean and just hang out in New Orleans Square and have a Monte Cristo. Like it's a hangout place. So people were really longing to get back in there and the crowds have shown up and it doesn't seem to, to, to lighten up any day. It doesn't really matter when you go. There's no fucking off season anymore, which is crazy because when you were younger, if you d- didn't go in the summertime, man, sometimes it feel like you had to park all to yourself, right? But it's a magical place. It's a fantastic place. There are so many things to do. And one of the things I like to do, and you guys know this about me, um, learning through the Hell of Years podcast is I like to walk. I like to walk around and just take in the environment and soak it in. I like to just stay moving and and conversate. And that's literally what we do for our whole trip, right? We're going to be there for four days, four nights. Well, I guess that'd be five days because then we fly out on Sunday. But while we're here, we literally just walk from one cool thing to the next and hang out and talk along the way and maybe stop and get a churro. Or maybe I go get a little corn dog down at, at the little the little red wagon at the end of main street this shit is delicious by the way but i don't fuck with mustard on my corn dogs and i know people think that's weird because they're like uh ketchup is not right with corn dogs fuck you yes it is but there's so many just little nooks and corners and and in areas that i have a memory or a story or something that uh brings me back to a place of happiness and joy right and i like experiencing those things over and over and i like sharing those things with my wife and my kids now because when I first got together with Heather I didn't know if she was going to be a Disneyland gal it it wasn't hard to work on that and we made it happen after just a couple of trips and like I said we average a trip every year um and actually let's just let's just get to it I want to tell you uh, a couple of ways to save some money on some of these trips so hold tight good music it's the hella years podcast okay so look one of the easiest ways to save some money is to plan ahead, right? And to, to learn what is worth it and what's not and what your budget is going to be. Now, there are a ton of hotels right across the street from Disneyland, these little good neighbor hotels. Many of them, great places to stay, right? You can just walk right across the street, boom. But prices have gone up on all these hotels where you used to be able to grab something for 100 125 Like, nothing is under 250 now. In fact, they're probably averaging around 300 a night. So those start to stack up. Now, there's this hotel in between Disneyland and California Adventure. It's called the Grand California, and it's some baller shit, right? Like the last, I think, five trips we stayed at this one. But let me explain why. Because there are ways that you can save money there. Now, twice a year, there's this convention, and there's this event called Dapper Days. That's why we're here this week right now, because this weekend, Dapper Days is going on. And it started, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Some L.A. locals just were like, hey, let's all get dressed up like back in the day. You know, put our our nice outfits on. Because that really when Disney came out, Disneyland came out in 1955, like people got dressed up to go to Disneyland. Like it was like an outing. You know, you put your, your fly shit on. And so a bunch of L.A. locals were like, let's bring that kind of flavor back. And it's not like you have to dress like the 50s, but just dress up, feel good, get fly, right? So that started and it kind of blew up and it's turned into this big thing. And now twice a year when they do it, it's usually like the first week of November 
and around the beginning of April, there's a spring and a fall one. You can get group rates through DapperDay.com and you can get the Grand California for about half off where rooms are going like 900 now. It's like 450. So yeah, 450 to $500 is a lot of money on a hotel every night. But if you're paying like 300 across the street, I think it's worth considering, do you want to spend a little bit more money for the convenience of what you get at this resort? It's crazy, y'all. There's, there's its own entrance in the California Adventure. It's great. And there's like a little security check, dude. And it's like, takes like two minutes and bow. You walk right in and you're right next to Grizzly River Run right over by Soaring Over California. It's fucking dope. And you just feel like you never leave the magic because you just walk in and out of the park. You know, it's the closest hotel to the main gate for Disneyland. And then you have your own entrance into California Adventure. And it's closer than the Disneyland Hotel. It's closer than uh, the Pixar Pier Hotel. This is the best location if you want to really enjoy a Disneyland trip. And it took us some time to figure that out. And obviously, uh, it's not a cheap place to stay. So you probably got to save up a little bit and budget and figure out how you can make it happen. But once we decided to start staying at that location, um, the trips have just, they've gotten better and better. You feel like you never leave like the Disneyland energy. It's fucking incredible. And my sister and uh, my brother-in-law and their kids, they always would stay there. And I'd be like, damn, that's hell of expensive. Why you guys always got to stay there? And she's like, just once you do, you, I promise you, you're not going to want to stay nowhere else. And you were right, Courtney. I love staying at the Grand Cali. It's a great place. Um, but a way that you can do it and experience it and get like half off is to go during the Dapper Day weeks. And it's not just for the weekend. Like they have the whole rate um, like eight or nine days leading up to it and like a day or two after it. So great way to experience the Grand California uh, if you haven't. So check that out, dapperday.com. Again, that's why we're going to be here this weekend. And I'm really excited about it. So Grand California. I want to talk to you in a minute on a couple of my favorite rides too, because I get that question a lot. Like, what's your favorite ride? You, I don't know. I got a couple, but I'll share with you in just a sec. Hip-hop and wellness. You're in the right spot. It's the Hell Years Podcast. You know, I've been going there for so long and for so many years. We have a ton of traditions, right? There's so many things that, like, we got to do when we go. And one of them is start and finish on the same ride. And it's my favorite ride. And it's the most incredible experience. And the smells and the song and the nostalgia and the story and the atmosphere and the environment. Um, to me, there's nothing like it in the world. And it's a ride called Pirates of the Caribbean. And many of you have probably been on Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, it's crazy. It's incredible. I love everything about it. And when you're watching this, it would be Wednesday night if you're tapped in live or you're watching on a replay. We've already gone on it because that's the first thing we're going to start with earlier today uh, with my nephews and my brother and sister-in-law and my family. And so I am so excited to get to experience that with them. Uh, they never been on a ride like that. They, they have no idea what they're in for. Like they probably been to the fair, like Oaks Park or something, but like there's something about once you walk into the building at Pirates of the Caribbean and it's dark, right? And it looks like it's nighttime and we got a little motion. We got a little cat in the front yard. But there's something about you walking and then all of a sudden, like you start to hear that little music 
and it's dark, but it was just like one o'clock outside, sunlight, bow. And then you're looking around, it's the bayou and whatnot. You look across the little water there and there's the restaurant, the blue bayou, which now serves alcohol, by the way, that you can get a hurricane over there. So I had that last time we went. We've been there a few times. I enjoy it. You can get a Monte Cristo there, but I like having it at Cafe Orleans a little bit better. Shout out to my brother JB too. Man, years and years ago, he put me up on the Monte Cristo. It's my Disneyland brother right there. Um, and shout out to my man, Danny Granzella. We used to roll out to Disneyland. We had year passes. Rest in peace, Sean Lamaki, man. We went out there one time and Sean pretended to have a injury and we pushed him around on a wheelchair and yeah i know that was not a cool thing to do i think we only did it for a couple hours because we felt bad but we got on a lot of the rides this was before fast pass or any of that shit this is like mid 90s so don't don't hate too much but we learned from that we grew up but but let me get back to parts of the caribbean so you see you get in the boat you, you know you're cruising along the restaurant's over there on the right you look to your left and there's that little that little like shack with the dude that's been on the rocking chair for decades now, just sitting there rocking. Uh, and then you bend that 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 turn and the bricks are, are, are like in that little curve and whatnot. You see the little skull, you know, dead man, tail, no tails. And then boop, down the waterfall. And it's fucking insane from there. I love going through the caves. Like if I ever get the lottery, like hit and get a lot of money, I will build a cave like that just to have a Pirates of the Caribbean feel. Now, will I be able to duplicate the smell? I don't know. But you know, if you've been on the Pirates of the Caribbean, that shit has a smell. And I don't know if it smells good, but I love it. It's, it, I kind of like to smell gasoline too. So it's not like that. It's not like foul. It's musky. It's, it's, it's dark, but it's real pleasant. And it's real Pirates of the Caribbean. So every time I hit that cave in, that smell rushes into my nose i'm like ah, i'm here and that's how i feel like i'm starting my vacation you know i guess the first time it starts is right when you walk underneath the little overpass or those little the, where the plaques say you know um here you um enter a world of t- tomorrow and fantasy or whatever um and then you start walking down main street and you're like oh i'm here and then you see the castle and but it's right when i get into the cave and parts of the caribbean that i'm like oh i'm in disneyland and i fucking love it and then usually after that ride, we go hit up the Haunted Mansion. What an incredible ride, you know? And whether it's with the Nightmare, um, uh, the Christmas overlay, or if it's just regular Haunted Mansion, either way, I love it. So um, that's usually the second ride we hit. Then we go hit up Splash Mountain. I know that's about to change to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, so this might be the last trip we get to experience Splash Mountain as it is uh, since it came out in the late 80s. But uh, I'm all up for updating and inclusivity. So I'm happy about the changes coming. And I'm excited to see what the Imagineers do. Because what they've proven in the last few years is that they can flip something that you really don't want them to touch into some incredible. And I will say, actually, incredible, the Incredicoaster. I think that's better than it was as California, California Screaming. But I want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy because that used to be the Tower of Terror, right? So if you don't know, there's the Disneyland Park and then right across the little plaza there, there's California Adventure. That's the other park. And it used to be the parking lot. I remember when it was just a parking lot growing up as a kid. But uh, late 90s, early 2000s, something like that, they, they turned it into another park. And it struggled at first, took about 10 years to find its identity. Then they ended up redoing the whole front and making this whole beautiful Buena Vista Street. It's got a great entrance now, ends at the Carthay Circle right there and over the years, they've added to it. They added Cars Land, incredible ride there with Radiator Springs Racers. They're, 
they just added Marvel in and they flipped the backside to uh, Pixar Pier and put all the Pixar IP in. But there was this ride called uh, uh, Hollywood Tower of Terror. It was kind of like a drop ride. You get into an elevator and it was this old haunted uh, Twilight Zone theme, right? And it was a good ass ride. It was like one of them top tier rides. And then a few years back, they were like, yeah, after the Guardians of the Galaxy came out and everybody was feeling the Guardians, they were like, man, we're going to change this ride to be the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. And people were not happy, including myself. It was like, you can't touch that ride. And they did. And the outside of it looks kind of weird as fuck. It was, it was like, mm, it used to look like this, you know, hotel from the like 30s or 40s or whatever, you know, back in big Hollywood time. And it made sense. Now I don't really know what it looks like on the outside. It's kind of wild and shit. It's supposed to be some other planet. Okay, I get it. But um, they turned it into a Guardians ride that is absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. And it is so fun. And they've livened it up. And they've put so much music and just kinetic energy and and fun into it i can't explain it in any other way fun and i can't wait to ride it with my nephews and my brother and my sister and my wife and kids again because it is so much fun and i think that's another thing about all these rides and shows and parades um if you're willing to just have fun if you're willing to um let loose and and enjoy all the fun shit around you it is literally a blast and like i was saying you just walk from one place to the next one fun thing to the next thing you know after we finish splash mountain we usually go hit up thunder mountain that's a fun ass ride here's a tip sit in the back do not sit in the front it's some bullshit if you sit in the front because the, the hills are not very big so like when you go up in a roller coaster train and it comes over the hill you got to wait for the whole back of the train to get to the to the top before you even start to accelerate. So if you sit in the back, it pulls you hella fast, whips you around. So when you go on Thunder Mountain, you want to sit in row 15, 14 or 15, the very back. I'm going to give you a few other tips on where you want to sit. In Credit Coaster, wait for the front. It's fucking dope when you sit right in the front and there's nothing in front of you but the track and you just go. It's a blast. Make sure you do that at least once. When you go on Soaring Over California, you want to request... B1. You don't want to sit nowhere the fuck else. I'm going to say this a couple of times, okay? You want to request B1. You want to request B1 when you go on Soaring Over California. Here's why. There's basically nine different spots you can sit, okay? There's A, B, and C. B is in the center. Big ass screen, right? Think like the biggest movie screen you can ever think of, but then kind of turn it into like a cup like that or like a bowl, a half bowl that's circling around you, right? So you don't want to be on A or C because then you're on the farthest sides of it. You want to be in B. Now you might think, well, if it's one, two, three, when I want to be in two, like dead center. No, because then you have fucking legs dangling in front of you. It takes you out of the experience. You sit in B1 at the top, no legs, no, no anything obstructing your vision. And it's the best place to sit. So B1 on Soaring Over California. Doesn't really matter where you sit on Guardians. Um, I do like to sit in the front on Space Mountain just so I get a little bit more of the wind. That ride is not a very fast ride. It's a great roller coaster in the dark. It doesn't go all that fast, but I do kind of like sitting in the front because you get a better picture opportunity. It's also important to learn like where the pictures are if you want to, you know, pose for a picture or do something fun and fly. 
if you sit in the front row of Splash Mountain, you're going to get wet as fuck. So if you don't know about that and you want to be sneaky on somebody, sit them in the front. Just say, hey, you don't get that wet in the front. Fuck that. You get hella wet in the front of Splash Mountain. Um, I don't know if it still works, but it worked when we were a kid. If you go on the Matterhorn and you sit, like, they're individual spots, right? But if you sit in the front and when it comes at the very end and you hit the water, if you put your hands out like this, that shit splashes everybody behind you and you can get them absolutely soaked. And it really pisses people off. But damn it, it's hilarious. And I remember we would all battle as as youngsters trying to see who could sit where to get to the front because you knew if you sat behind them, man, Jason Taysha would get you. He put their big ass arms out and fucking blast everybody behind you. You're like, damn. Um, if you ride the train around Disneyland, you want to sit in the train that has the benches that are sideways, not the ones that are hella rows. It's a much more enjoyable experience to watch um, and to just relax. If you wa- if you ride on the train where the benches face into Disneyland, not the ones with hella rows. The ones that I'm talking about, there's only two rows, and they're they're pointing towards the park. So definitely look for that. What other tips can I tell you? There's so many things, you know. Um, Jungle Cruise, you can ride it at day or night. It's a different feeling at night. I think you see more during the day, but I also like it at night because then you feel like you're extra in the jungle. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and, and Haunted Mansion, those are rides you can ride anytime. Splash Mountain, it does get a little misty, a little uh, wet. So if, if you don't want to get too wet, you might not want to ride it, but you can always ride towards the back or get a little poncho or something before you jump on the ride. Let's talk a little bit about the um, the Star Wars ride in just a moment. All right, so they opened Galaxy's Edge a few years ago, and I think it's incredible. Uh, it, it is a fantastic land. I think once the trees and shit grow in, give it another five, ten years, it's going to feel even better. Um you know, that brand new layer, although it does look really old, how they, they kind of beat it up and distressed it, um, made it look like it's in another planet. But I think once some of those trees really start getting big, it's going to feel incredible. But there's a couple rides in Galaxy's Edge. One is Smuggler's Run. Fun ride. You get to fly the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Take six people in there. Um, you get kind of assigned. There's three different uh, roles. You can either be the pilot, uh, the engineer, or the the gunner, I think they are. Um I don't like to fly it because it makes me fucking dizzy and it's probably not going to happen to youngsters. So let the kids fly it. It's like a video game. In fact, it is a video game. It's a running on an unreal engine five um, to where it responds to what you do, but you get to fly the millennium Falcon, even go inside of it. It's a great experience. You definitely want to check that out. But the big ride, the main ride is this one called rise of the resistance. And without saying too much, it's like a, I don't know, 16, 17 minute experience. That is, literally mind-blowing and you feel like you're in a movie and there's multiple set pieces and you get in and out of different vehicles and you fly up into space and there's stormtroopers everywhere and they're shooting at you and it's fucking insane and you definitely want to ride that now this is going to bring up a topic that some people get mad at because they have this thing called genie plus okay and we used to get fast passes before they you didn't even get fast passes you just went and got in line but then fast passes came out years ago and now it's changed to genie plus it is the new school version of the fast pass. Basically, you get to reserve a time um, that you can return to the ride and avoid a lot of the line. Now, a couple of the big rides right now, you actually have to pay for. And Rise of the Resistance is one of them. And I think it's like 20 bucks a person. 
And people are like, you've already taken so much of my money. Now I got to pay for the ride. Yes and no. Now you can do the standby queue for that ride. And it might take you up to two hours to get into it. A lot of people first thing in the morning run straight to that ride or whatever ride they really want to go on. They go straight there and get in line. You can do that. You don't have to pay for Rise of the Resistance. Now you can't get a free fast pass for it during any time of the day. If you want a book they call it the Lightning Lane, it's going to cost you 20 bucks a person. But it's worth it if you haven't been on it. Um, I think it's an experience that is so worth it. Now, you can also buy the Genie Plus Fast Pass service for most of the other rides. I think that's like 20 bucks a day as well. And that includes the majority of the big rides in both California Adventure and in uh, Disneyland. Now, some people would be like, that's bullshit. I'm not paying anymore. But you've already paid a lot. So if you just consider it like, man, just part it, make it part of the ticket. Like, you're just going to pay it. Um, and don't think about it because you save time. And if you save three hours less time in line, that's three more hours that you get to do other shit or relax or ride the train around or get a snack or go back to the hotel and jump in the pool. Like you, you don't just want to go, 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 go. It's fucking exhausting. People are like, how many days you go for? We'll be like, I will be there five days, six days, you know, four days to us is a short trip. How can you go for so long? Because the pace that we move at is way slower than you might think. Now, when wifey and I go for a weekend, we'll go hard, you know, but when you go with kids, you got to take your time. Now, here's the thing. Um, you could see a lot of families really upset and fucking miserable and the kids are pissed off and mom is and dad is checked out and you're like, man, this does not look like the happiest place on earth to this family. And I think it's because they think they got to do everything. They got to go wait in every line. And we've only got this one day. We're going to do all these things. They got this, this checklist of shit. And I get it if, you know, you're not going to be there but a day or two or this is your only time you ever made it out to California to go to Disneyland. You want to experience it at all. But I'm telling you, if you want to really just enjoy the place, just having a slow pace and just getting around to whatever it is that you do, um, it feels a whole lot different. And... I encourage so many people to do that because I get so many people that ask me like, okay, if I'm going just for like a day, like what do I got to do? And I'm like, fuck, there's so many things to do that you're not even going to get to see. Um, maybe pick three or four things and then anything else on top of that is some extra sauce, you know, but to go, 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 go. You're going to walk like 10 to 15 miles a day there, you know, and there's a lot of waiting around or there's um, there's just a lot of, time on your feet and if, if you're not used to that I'm a little more used to that at just in my career as a nurse I'm on my feet most of the day if you're not used to standing up all day man that shit is exhausting right and you're excited so you're not you didn't sleep as good maybe on the way down plus you had to travel there's all these factors that that can contribute to you not feeling great uh, plus you're kind of eating like shit and grabbing a churro or a Mickey bar whenever you feel like you know there's just all these factors that can contribute to why you see a lot of people really upset. You see some real arguments jumping off in Disneyland. And that shit's funny to me. Sometimes I'll be watching them. Me and the wife would just be like, look at these motherfuckers. Because they get hell, people get hella mad. We out there having the time of our lives. If you plan, if you think about it, if you talk about it, if you, you, you know how you travel, you know what times your kids nap, you know, you know, even something as simple as making sure you get good shoes. Like don't, I see some people flexing wearing some ill ass Jordans in Disneyland. I'm like, nice shoes. You're a dummy. You shouldn't have worn those because that's a terrible pair of shoes to walk 10 to 15 miles in. You know what I mean? Like get some comfortable shoes on. 
you know, I really recommend the uh, Pegasus ones. I think those, the soles for them are, are great. They support my feet all day. I rock that shit the whole trip. I would love to be wearing some fours or some threes. You know, do we have the shoe cam? We sure do. Even on a little off episode, I got some little canvas threes on. I like these a lot. So anyway, we had to, we had to run with a little something on the shoe cam. Uh, wear some good shoes. Uh, bring a backpack. Bring water. You can. Uh, there's not very many refill stations around Disneyland, which I think they need to improve upon. Uh, but just staying hydrated and you can bring snacks into Disneyland as well. So I'm going to bring some protein bars. Just a little something snack. Now, I like to eat all kinds of shit. And I could do a whole episode on where to eat. couple musts. You got to get a Monte Cristo. You got to make sure you have uh, breakfast uh, at the Carnation Cafe on Main Street because you can get the Mickey Waffles or the breakfast sandwich. Fantastic. There's a couple spots we like to get ice cream. You need to get a Dole Whip over um near the jungle cruise in the tiki room you need to go see the the little enchanted tiki room because that's a blast um you definitely want to make sure you have a couple drinks over in california adventure because that's a good time there's just there's a lot of cool places you can eat um the little boardwalk pizza and pasta place way in the back by goofy sky school there's always a lot of seating for like 20 bucks you can get a big ass salad and a big ass plate of pasta split that with your loved one great meal feel like you really ate some food so there's all kinds of good places that you can eat but talk to people who go a lot and then get some tips and find out what you like i'll wrap it up here um but the point is i love the place it's a fun place to go it's very special to me so many people will ask me so many things about disneyland all the time and maybe you know somebody like that as well like this this a neighbor of yours or a cousin or somebody or some family that's like, man, these motherfuckers are always in Disneyland. What the hell is so, I don't get it. That's okay. You don't have to get it. Like, I don't understand people that rock climb. You're going to fall and fuck your shit up. That's how your story ends for, for so many of them. Right. But who am I, who am I to judge? If you're into rock climbing, go rock climb and enjoy it. You know, you like to play golf, play golf, you like to fly hot air balloons. Cool. Good on you. You like to go to the beach. Awesome. I like to go to Disneyland. It's a fantastic place. Um, yeah, it's hot. Yeah, it's crowded. Yeah, it's expensive. I get all that stuff. But what I really get from it is happiness and joy. And I make memories with my family. And I cherish every single one of them. So if you want to talk Disneyland, you can hit me up. All right. I'm always happy to talk about it. I actually have a couple documents like already drafted that I've given to a couple people over the last probably five, 10 years when they ask for some tips or they ask for like, what, that, where, sh- where should they stay? Where should we eat? How should we schedule this? You know, even something as simple as like, which airport do we fly into? I'm going to tell you right now, you fly nonstop to John Wayne. Yes, you can fly into LAX and probably get a better deal. Yes, you could fly into Burbank. You could fly into Long Beach. I've flown into all of them. I want to have a nonstop flight I want to arrive around 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock so I can go right over from an Uber, take 15 minutes. I'm over, get dropped off at the Grand Cali, check my shit in. Sometimes the room is ready. If not, no worries. I'm going to go ride Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain, and then come back and check in. But you got to figure out how you like to travel. You know, if it's about saving money and getting there uh, least uh, to, to spend the least, you can find deals and you can find times that you can you could probably fly into LAX. There might be a stop or two, but you could get down there for a couple hundred bucks for you and your family. Fantastic. It's worth it, man. So reach out to me. All right. Zach Woodruff at gmail.com. 
Or you can just hit us up on the Helly Years website, hellyears.com, hellyearspodcast.com. Of course, I'm on Instagram. It's at Zach Woodruff. That's Z-A-C-W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F. I mean, if you made it this far into the podcast, something about you is like, man, I like Disneyland too. Because if you didn't, there's no fucking way you listen to me talk about Disneyland this long. And like I said, I could keep going. But I'd love to continue the conversation with you. So hit me up. I'm so excited to be in Disneyland right now. I'll be back live with my team, uh, Big Filet Tone Tech and Maintain. We're going to do a Drake episode uh, on Wednesday. What would that be? The 9th. Um, It's going to be great. We're going to talk about his album, Take Care, and just his impact. And then we'll get into a few other conversations that I think you'll enjoy. So tap in for that again. Appreciate y'all so much for checking us out on the Hell of Years podcast. All the love, all the support. I'm so excited to be in Disneyland, so I'm going to go ride some rides, watch some shows, eat some churros, and have a great time. I hope you do the same with your work week and your weekend. Have a great night. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. I'll see y'all next week. It's all love. Hip-hop is health.